Private Practice Fan Podcast, episode number 21. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Private Practice Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. <laughs> we are here to talk about Season 2, Episode number 12, Homeward Bound. We are. And we're... You just, we are. We are. Blah, blah, what? Blah. No, you just... Uh, where's the passion, woman? <laughs> welcome, everybody. <laughs> Stephanie, what's wrong? I mean, that you, is a very good question. What happened? But this is probably not the show for that. So, okay. Anyway, all right. So we are going to talk about private practice. We episode are number twelve. It was really good. So, um, obviously, very. Uh, I mean, it, it was very easy for us to prepare for some of the emotional, yeah, tug of war going on inside the the heart with the little strings being. Pulled. Well, you know what I loved was that it what everything emotional wasn't surrounding that case. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you had you know. Charlotte having to go deal with her dad and it wasn't all about the dad and the choice that he had to make. Right. There there were other um emotional pools as well. Exactly. So so let's see if we can um break this down just a little bit. And we'll start off with talking about uh Violet and her little escapades, I guess if you will. Yeah. With uh both Pete and Sheldon. Sheldon. So um, the funniest line in uh, private practice, I think, would have to be, Shh, don't scare the erection. Hilarious. That was. It was great. Um, she had she had already um, just accepted that they were going to be friends. Mm-hmm. And, well, he and his erection showed up and. That was out the window. <laughs> Mr. Howdy Doody came to play. <laughs> so anyway. Nice. Yes. Okay. Anyway, the the thing is that um, the whole, I guess, you know, I, I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on this one, but mm-hmm. the I guess the biggest part of this is, uh, again, the nonchalant attitude towards sex right. that, that just normal primetime television shows. And of course, I think this is a Shonda Rhimes thing. So I don't think that, I don't think anything about it was a nonchalant view towards sex. Okay. I honestly, I don't because you saw her struggle with it. She wanted to think that it was okay. She wanted, sure. she wanted it to be okay. Except for the part of her that th- thinks that but, she shouldn't be doing with this. And she, and in the end she found out that, you know, well, heck maybe I should have been listening to that part. All along. So, so you think maybe this is and, a good message that, you know, that, that sure, people think that it's okay. Because uh, Cooper, of course, is like, listen, you don't understand. Sex is your birthright. I mean, go and, and enjoy yourself. <laughs> right. And, and obviously, he know, doesn't have his act all together. No, clearly he doesn't. And we've known that from the beginning. And so I, I really don't think that anything about this was nonchalant towards sex. Um, and in the end, Violet got to see which man was better for her. Pete well, got up and walked out. Right. You know, he's the heat. Sheldon is the comfort. Gotcha. And, and I think that she saw that, you know. Right. Or 
she saw it before, but now it, it's made absolutely apparent. Hmm. Pete got up and left. Okay, so maybe you're right. Maybe this show is saying, you know, we we've been a little, <coughs> excuse me, a little flippant with our sex in the past, and we've shown that while that's how, uh, let's say Cooper and Charlotte's relationship started, we've obviously shown that that you know that there was a deeper side that that could have been. Um, explored there and of course they did and they are continuing to do so which we'll talk about them in a minute okay but obviously they're showing you know that that, that that you know while she wanted while she said the part of me that thinks that i shouldn't i want this to be okay she just knew deep down inside it's not. absolutely it's not appropriate to do that it, it, so I, I guess maybe you're right maybe maybe it was a a little bit so so shonda i apologize and maybe maybe you're not just as crazy as I think you are sometimes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> am I allowed to say that? <clears throat> are my sponsors going to pull out now? Oh, wait, we don't have we any. We don't have any sponsors so, for the show. Say what you want. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about Cooper and Charlotte. So, obviously, okay. Big Daddy is dying. Right. So, he obviously thought... He played light of it in the elevator. Yeah. And then and he that- tried to be unconcerned. He did, but the fact is, is that you don't just fall out of love with someone as soon as you know there is betrayal. You still have to go through all of the, you know, that there are still ties, there are still emotions. It just doesn't. It takes time to fall in love. It takes time to fall out of love, and I don't believe that either Cooper or Charlotte have made it to that point yet. Right. Um. And so he he was trying to convince himself to be unconcerned, but I I loved when he knocked on the door. Well, as soon as she was walking across the foyer, I'm like, he's there. He's in Alabama. He's. I was so excited yes. because I think that that could be a place where they can start to build something real. Well, I think they showed that with uh, you know basically saying you know listen you you don't you should not be the one who has to turn this machine off. Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. That's that what I'm you. saying. And I love I. I love that they finally showed her cry at the end. She didn't just cry. Oh, I know. She. Fetal position on his lap. It was, that made me cry. Yeah. That, right that, there. That I mean, was as, as emotional as the father running into the room. You know, I, um, I, I thought it was more emotional because as a parent, I had gone into this week's episode slightly separated. Yep. You okay? had to. But the part about Charlotte and and dealing with her dad was completely um, not shown in previews that I had seen. And thank goodness, thank goodness. And I can tell you that, uh, (laughs) and my dad would agree with me. Okay, Mm -hmm. so sit in your chair, don't freak out. Okay, there are times that my dad can be exactly like Charlotte described her dad. As being a son of a bitch to everybody. Okay. My dad can be like that, but he is my dad and I cannot ever imagine having, and I know that I have the power of attorney over their will. If anything happens to both my parents at the same time, that is my decision to make. And I cannot imagine standing in that. Didn't I'm yeah, I, I felt that I felt what she was feeling in that moment. Gotcha. Yeah. Very no interesting. No matter who he was to the people around him, he was her daddy. Right. And she had an, an impossible decision to make. Yep. Yeah. And even as a doctor, she knew. I mean, I, I love the how she was trying to rationalize it 
in in her mind, you know, he's not there. He's gone. It's you know, but um, but so yeah, I I, I like the I like that he was there to do that um, for her, mm-hmm. and and it was it was a huge. It was more emotional for me. Right. It was. So, <laughs> excuse me. I it feels like I'm getting one of those coughs now. It feels like it may have dropped 40 degrees in the last two days. <laughs> yeah, but I'm hoping this doesn't turn into bronchitis. Uh, but anyway, we, we we will not talk about that right now. Uh, let's talk about Addison for a minute. I, okay. I, I want to I wait to get into the, the really deep stuff until later. Uh, Addison... Uh, obviously, you know, they ended last week with her making a phone call and we even talked about this last week. We, we said when we were recording on the couch, we said, you know, Hey, uh, we just, we just do not feel like this guy wanted anything to do with her. What, what is she doing calling him? I mean, he, he made a pretty clean break, right? Yeah. I, I couldn't even i can't believe that they wrote her in as calling him and saying that i miss you yeah i just i wasn't buying it last week yep so and of course then they bring him in and and then they even show it's like dude uh there are a lot of other places i'd rather be here right now right with you is not one of them (laughs) you know i mean it's like pretty much was just like can i just stab you and i mean come on (laughs) listen why did he come over I, i i think that was a little ridiculous to have him come over I really do believe that. Yeah. So anyway, it, it was. It, but I think that it also showed them that there, there isn't enough there to build a relationship. You know, the the infatuation is over. You know, it, the, the newness has worn off, and there's nothing. There's nothing there to build on. So move on and, and it's not because he's a cop or because of his no. social status it's, it's just these two are not made for one another exactly. all they had was effectuation mm-hmm. you know and and so anyway let's talk about sam and naomi why don't you take that one sam and naomi are just getting on my nerves because they're two people who are completely meant to be together and um both too stubborn to to do anything about it now you right. know, she she is infuriating me because she went to him and told him, you know, it's it's time to move on. And now here she is breaking into Addison's house, peering, peeking over the fence to watch him and his new girlfriend and, and their daughter. I just I'm so angry at Naomi mm-hmm. for the because she he was ready to he was ready to make it work again and. And she pushed him away. She pushed him away. Which is just And ridiculous. now she's stalking him. And now him. she's jealous. So anyway, do you do you think it's gonna work out with this uh what's her girl what's this girl's name? I can't remember right now. <laughs> Me neither. It starts with an S. Sonya? Maybe. Maybe. Something like that. Hmm. So anyway <laughs> goodness gracious, this is not good. Um for those who don't know this, by the way, it, for those of you listening to the free feed, uh I am recovering from uh two pretty decent procedures uh, where I had gallbladder and some stuff removed while I was in the hospital about two weeks ago or about a week ago, I guess, just a week and a day ago. <coughs> so I'm kind of just recovering from all that stuff. And I had uh, one of those big procedures where they go down through your throat to, to do some massive stuff. So anyway, I apologize for my coughing. Let's talk about, uh, well, there's really not much to talk about Pete. Pete was just um, 
I, I mean, obviously, there, Pete was involved in two different ways. He was involved in the story with Violet and what was going on there. I think we've already covered that. Um, Pete obviously wasn't more concerned about anything more than just the physical uh, relationship between he and Violet, um, as evidenced by his just getting up and leaving. Mm-hmm. Although, even if he was, wait, wait a second, maybe, just maybe, Stephanie, that the fact that he did get up and walk out, the fact that he was disgusting, maybe he felt as though she was cheating on him. You know, maybe it's not that, you know, who, you know, maybe he was hurt. You know, could it be possible that that's the case? Yes, but it could also be possible that they were in two different places going into it. They agreed that it would be casual. Yeah. They agreed that they didn't want the relationship attached did did they not agree that last week? I don't remember. You, Can anyone back me up on that? Was am I thinking of of the same show? Um, yeah. Okay, they Andrea did. Andrea says they did. They they agreed that they weren't going to do the relationship that they liked it the way that it was. And, yeah. And Kiri and the so he has really no reason to be right. Carrie in the chat room says, why, oh, why is SWAT guy back? Yeah, we don't know. We have no idea. We, <laughs> l- let's just put it this way. We don't want to see uh, SWAT guy back again until the season finale when um, the some kind of terrorist takes over the entire building. When he's written in as the, uh, as the SWAT guy absolutely. who saves Addison's life. Okay. Right? No, because then she'll be indebted to him. So, that that's I mean, that's so. good drama, right? Now, I, I don't want to sound mean. I love this actor. I'd love to see him on something else, but not here, not as the SWAT guy. Um, I'm I'm ready for him to go just as much as I am Denny off of Grey's. Yeah. And again, love the actor, but it's time to go. Yeah. So, some things are getting overplayed. Well, I, I don't I don't want to see him anymore as a relationship, but I would love to see the season finale where um, some deranged... Cliff right in the season finale. I, I am. Shonda, <laughs> hello, listen up. I've got some plans here, got some thoughts. I mean, I'm telling you, I, I think that you need to have a desperate patient, a patient that comes in with absolutely no hope for living, and um, he brings his family in, and they're you know all lethal or something of that nature, and basically he comes strapped down with bombs, and he rigs the elevator with bombs, and the only thing that's going to save the day is SWAT guy. See, isn't... Hello? Now, Shonda, if you use that, you can contact me, feedback at gspn.tv, <laughs> and and we'll talk more. I've got some other ideas for that episode. So, All right. <laughs> what else you got on your show notes? I'm telling you, you, you wait. Shonda's going to – you can even call our listener well, I line, won't Shonda. hold my breath, but if she calls, I'll give you the – yeah. Give you the credit there. All right. So anyway, let's talk about... Well, and then Dell was in this just a little bit. Obviously, we didn't go any further with his relationship with his Mm -hmm. ex-girlfriend and his daughter. But uh, what... I just I like when he's carrying the kids. You know, more kids you don't know. More kids we don't know about. Or I forgot. Anyway, it was funny. So uh, I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk about Gracie and Julian and and the dad just yet. I want to talk about this mom first. I was just. I know. Okay. I know you weren't leading there yet. No, I was. I, yeah, we I was were, just we talking talked about, about Dell. <laughs> I I understand. All right. I'm not I'm not reeling you back in. I'm just saying let's save let's save that story for last. Uh, but let's talk about the mom that didn't want to go home with their son. And obviously, here we have, once again, uh, Shonda Rhimes and team always seemingly 
pushing, you know, these relationships of uh, homosexuality mm-hmm. and uh, lesbian relationships on television. And I mean, I just don't understand why there's such a fixation on continually portraying this. But yet every time I even mention it, I run the risk of sounding like a homophobic, uh, total imbecile. Right. And I understand that, you know, and and, and I think that those know, those who know me close enough know that <laughs> that's not necessarily the case. While there may be a hint of truth to some of my feelings and stuff like that, but and, and how horrible I am at times. But... <laughs> Let's okay. Moving right along. Okay. Basically, um, I knew that the I knew that she was hiding an affair. Yes. Even when she sat down to and and talked with Violet, um, it was very obvious that that she had someone, but was afraid to tell her son that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they made that obvious from from the beginning with her not wanting to move. And I think that the son, they could have written the son's reaction the same way. Whether her lover been a man or a woman. Yeah. And, and see, that's the thing that, that gets me here is that, you know, I, I have a feeling that, um, you know, one of the things that, that the people, the friends of mine who are homosexual that I know, and believe it or not, I have some of those friends. So I'm not, like I said, I'm not a complete homophobe. <laughs> You're funny. I know I am. <laughs> <laughs> Just deal with me, people. Or you can just stop listening. That's cool, too. I mean, if that's what it has to be. But anyway, the deal is, though, is that my friends that are um, in the homosexual community, if you will, mm-hmm. are were very delighted to see um, the portrayal of Dr. Han and Callie. Right. And how that you know scene was done. And, and they thought it was a, a beautiful way of showing how two people can fall in love, regardless of what their gender is. Really? Because that sounds a lot like what I said. And maybe you even said that too, <laughs> but I've heard it anyway. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> anyway. I was just saying. I'm just saying. Like Megan, I rock. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Which now I have to explain. Um, several days ago, our nine year old has has her own Twitter ID, and um, she sent out a Twitter message that says, I rock, and immediately following it, it said, I'm just saying. No, she didn't say I'm. She just said, just saying. Oh, just saying. Yeah. Just saying. I rock. Just saying. <laughs> and she does. So it was, it was funny. It was cute. So anyway, here's the deal. This did not paint homosexuality in a, in a good light at all. Uh, you know, it, it, it shows the, you know, it shows cheating and non-monogamous relationship and stuff like that. So I, I just don't understand how, you know, how the, are they, I don't know. I guess they're not, they're not consistent in any one way of trying to show these relationships as guess what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. They're, they're both playing into the stereotypical Homosexuals all sleep around. They're right. just which isn't the carefree, case. and you know everything right. goes. But there are then, plenty of heterosexuals that just sleep around, and exactly. anything goes. And but then, they do a pretty good job of showing that as well. Yes, exactly. So anyway, regardless of it, it, you know these are all. And people might say, "Well, Cliff, why do we have such an issue with homosexual relationships? They have all these heterosexual relationships and show all." He this has stuff. a problem with those two. I have a problem Trust with those me. two. It's just that you know they don't come up. I mean, they come up. They're <laughs> just there all the time. And uh, if you go back in the archives, you'll you'll hear it. You'll hear it's it. There. <laughs> I just didn't want to sound like a 
a, a clanging drum, just basically repeating myself every single week, which I'd seem to do every time they bring up a homosexual relationship. So let's move on okay. to the final story that we will cover in this episode. Okay. I almost made it through that without sounding like a total butthead, but okay. don't think it quite happened. No, I thought you did fine. All right. Um, well, that's all that matters is what you think. All right. So yeah. Gracie Julian. Gracie being the young girl and Julian being the younger brother. And then you have dad. Now, all three of them have CF, cystic fibrosis. Yeah. And mom died, I guess, of cystic fibrosis. They didn't say what mom died of. They just said that mom died. Are we to assume that maybe? I don't know. Okay. Only one parent has to have it for it to be Mm. passed on, I think. Okay. Um, Gotcha. So that was... That was painful to watch. <laughs> it was very painful to watch. And I cannot, cannot possibly imagine that. And uh, I, the just the line, you can't drive her, you can't touch her, you can't be with her. Um, and, of course, obviously, he's a single dad. Both children need him. And he even says, how are you supposed to choose? Exactly. And I don't think you are supposed you, to choose. Right, you can't. And he was placed, um, well, first off, he was placed in... An impossible situation with all three of them dealing with the disease mm-hmm. before he even was placed with the choice. And it was it was impossible. But when she started crying, I want my dad, I just Right. Yeah. That was Well and he broke. Yeah. He he, did. he, he broke and, you know, knew it, what he was giving up. There was there is very little that I, I hate more than to think or to see my children in pain. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There, there. Gosh, if you go, I don't even remember back when it was, but My Crazy Life, I remember uh, recording a My Crazy Life, which is my daily audio journal podcast, uh, back when Matthew had his tonsils taken out, going to the hospital, talking about them putting the mask over his head to put him to sleep, mm-hmm. to take him back to surgery, and just, oh man, it, I mean, even to know that that was not going to be a painful procedure, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't like super ultra risky life-threatening and of any nature it was just the thought of not being in control and the the, my son is going to to go in a room and after this room he's going to be taken away from me and and i had the same experience when megan was wheeled away to um have her wisdom or to not her wisdom teeth but to have her teeth worked on at at the other hospital and i'm like this is just not right you know and 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 it it's just unbelievable pain that that is inside me as a as a parent just thinking about anything related to pain for my children you know what i'm saying well of course you do or don't you well i know what you're saying but as i don't know i'm just gonna sound really mean and cold-hearted probably okay not that i don't not that I like to see my kids in pain, because clearly I don't. But those were two cases that, I mean, the two cases that you're sharing were a means to an end. They were something that had to be done so that they would no longer be in pain. Right. Matthew couldn't breathe. His tonsils were so swollen, the the child could barely breathe. Megan, uh, we had a horrible dentist who let her go far too long with before filling cavities 
and had to actually go to the hospital, be put under to have her dental work done. Um, and, uh, you know, when Matthew, see, with Matthew, we got to be with him when they were giving him the um, the anesthetic and, and putting him to sleep. And you kind of pushed me out of the way. So I can't really, all I remember from that day is, you know, you're back. But, um, and then my son waking up and asking for me. So then I got to push you aside. So that felt kind of good. But, um, and spiky. And spiky. <laughs> this little stuffed alligator that they gave him at Children's Hospital that he still sleeps with to this day. Yeah. On and off. But, um. I was going to ask him to bring Sky, uh, Spiky yeah. to me to the hospital. Right. For my surgery. I don't think he would have given it up. I don't think so either. <laughs> I don't. I bet he would have. I don't want, um. So, so those are different, but I can't imagine being in this in this dad's position, having to choose life with the son, life or with death the son. with the daughter. Absolutely, this isn't a means to an end of no, health. No, this of is health right. at the other end of the rainbow. Right. This, I mean, he was in a dire situation either way. Yeah. Either way, live with my son and know that my daughter suffered alone. And died alone, or comfort her, and my son grows up alone. And that's he really is in an he really was in an impossible situation. Was there not a suit that he could put on? No, was there, no. I think there would have been no. a suit that he could put on, or or something. I know he said something about putting a mask on, but I, I think there'd have to be something. I mean, pushing daisies does it all the time where they don't not allowed to touch each other. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. And that show's been canceled. So. I, I'm uh, no. That it it was very easy for me to, det- to finally to detach myself from the emotion, but but at the but I will say that it was a little bit harder um, <clears throat> to fight back any kind of emotion when she did start screaming for her daddy. He says, "Here, take my son." He's got stuff. Go pack him up. I understand. Here, take him. And then the the baby, you know, the Julian starts crying. And um, so yeah, it, it was it was definitely one of those episodes where where obviously they were going for an emotional response. And right. Hopefully next week they'll take it a little bit lighter. Maybe. Maybe. I doubt it though. Who knows? Although I will say I'm a little bit upset with ABC. Their stupid promos. Gosh, I already <laughs> don't know. watch them. I I wish I wouldn't. Anyway, so that's this episode. You'll forget by then. Yeah, you think? Until we sit down to watch it next week. Yep. Yep. Yes, and then it won't be a shocker. Yep. So we didn't talk about Addison going. Oh yeah, Addison. To well, Dr. we have three Evil's, minutes. Um, Dr. Evil. Which is what Cliff called him on in the show notes. He yeah. refers to him as Dr. Evil. Um, I did like that he stepped up to try to help her help this little girl, help this family. Oh, yeah? I thought that that was pretty cool. But for... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Why'd you turn the music down? I, I hit the wrong one. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Now we have three minutes. All right. I hit the 47 second one. Very good. So. <laughs> Shh, we're professionals. We don't mess up here. Whatever. I screw up all the time. Um, her going to his office at at the end and, you know, I don't yeah. know why I'm here. Could she, could Shonda be trying, could they be trying to write Mr. Wright for Addison? 
I think so. And could this be him? I don't know. Is Mr. Wyatt Mr. Wright? <laughs> okay. Am I white or am I wrong? <laughs> anyway. anyway. That's a whole anyway, long story that I will, said, have to, yes. I will have to explain on a whole nother Eighth podcast. Eighth grade science teacher, Eighth grade Emma science Wong. teacher, Emma Wong, used to say all the time, she, am I white she, or Emma Wong? Yeah, she she had one of those speech things where she... <laughs> she was the sweetest lady, though. She was sweet. We of course, to, she wore those... Polyester pants. Nasty, nasty polyester pants with matching jackets. Emma and, White or Emma Wong? Yeah. Anyway. But she Fun was a great stuff. teacher. Fun stuff. She was a great teacher. So what are you thinking about this time slot? Are we okay with this? So no. far. All right. We still got a whole nother show to go. We still go, Yes, we're going to go record great right after this. Exciting news for next week. Yeah, what's that? Um, we'll have three visitors with us on the live show. Yeah. Yeah. Big old um, panel discussion we here will. at the GSPN.TV headquarters. That will be fun. We're going to have some friends in town. Well, I said three could be four. I'm, I'm kind of losing track now of who's all going to be here. Oh, there'll be like 15 people. Yeah, it, there's going to be a lot of people next week on the show. Yeah, we have a, we have really people coming from six different states to watch Lost with us on Wednesday. And a bunch of people are hanging out throughout the week. Yeah. Our good friend Chef Mark is a house guest. I'm excited about I'm that. I'm excited. Our kids are excited. Yeah. So it's going to uh, be fun. We have a big announcement, by the way. And uh, just uh, really want to let you know... Um, in the past, we've released every single or every other episode of the Grey's Anatomy fan podcast available for free, uh, and the other opposite episodes were available only to Plus members. Uh, effective immediately, we are going to start releasing only one episode per month uh, on the free feed, both uh, for Private Practice and Grey's and several of our other shows. Uh, we're doing that because, well, we have to find a way to continue to pers- push forward and make a living doing this. And uh, if you want to learn how to become a Plus member, you can do so by going over to gspn.tv slash plus. Again, that's gspn.tv slash plus. And before you just discount it, do us a favor and go there, listen to the testimonials, and just trust me when I say... We are more than just a bunch of podcasts. It's all about the community and so much more. And, of course, we encourage you to check it out. And the good news is the first month is free. So try us out and join the community. community.